All discussion during the Invest Wisely program is intended for informational and educational purposes. It is not an offer to buy or sell or solicitation of an offer to buy or sell any security or instrument or to participate in any particular trading strategy. We do not offer tax, accounting, or legal advice. Consult your tax or legal advisor before making any decision that could affect your tax or legal situation. All investing involves risk, including the possible loss of principal. You should carefully consider investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of any investment before investing. Diversification and asset allocation do not guarantee a profit or guarantee against loss. Securities and investment advisory services are offered by Robert W. Baird & Company, Incorporated, a registered broker, dealer, and investment advisor, member NYSE, FINRA, and SIPC. Well, welcome once again to Invest Wisely. Walt Secure is our expert from the AKW Group. They invest their clients' money into individually owned stocks and custom-made portfolios designed for their particular needs. If you have any questions about the market, investing in it, individual companies and stocks you're interested in, call us anytime this half hour at 530-673-1234 and talk to Walt Secure with your questions and your comments about the market today. Well, first of all, Walt, the new year is upon us and well, we had a great end to 2023. Uh, we seem to be a little uh, a little uh, lazy now at the beginning of 2024. Is that particularly normal uh, for the first couple of weeks of the new year to be a little less aggressive than uh, the last weeks of the old year? Bob, you know, often it's, uh, it, it just depends. You know, the market uh, moves around. And, and again, we did have a heck of an end to 2023. And it doesn't surprise anybody, I think, to see a little bit of a sell-off here at the beginning of 2024. Remember, we finished the year. Uh, we had, uh, I think, nine straight weeks of gains to close out 2023. So uh, the first week of uh, 2024 starts negative. And uh, a couple reasons for that, you know, you had a, a lot of mixed data last week. I think the tech stocks uh, sold off quite a bit. Again, remember those technology stocks had a big win last year. Uh, technology was off 4.1% last week. Uh, Apple was in the headlines. Um, you know, a lot of analysts coming out kind of downgrading Apple. And then there was an article in the New York Times talking about a potential antitrust case against uh, Apple as well. Uh, we've already seen that with Amazon and Alphabet. Uh, so it seems like, you know, these tech stocks, again, are going to continue to be under scrutiny. Uh, we also got some economic data that was mixed for the week. And again, uh, everybody's keeping an eye on the Fed as we head towards March uh, to see if they're going to lower interest rates this year. So that's going to be a big theme that we're going to carry through most of this year. Uh, but for the week, Bob, we saw the Dow Jones Industrial Average lose 223 points to start off the year. Uh, we start off the year at a negative 0.6% return for the first week. Uh, the S&P 500 index, the broader index, uh, was off 1.5% for the week. Uh, the NASDAQ, which had an amazing year last year, remember the NASDAQ finished the year up uh, over 40% for the year, uh, was off 3.2% for the first week of the year. And then the Russell 2000, uh, the small mid-cap stocks were off 3.7% uh, for the first week of the year. So, again, tough start, but, you know, Bob, that's what happens. you got to be investors got to think long term. Uh, we don't invest for weeks. We invest for years. And uh, we continue to be positive as we look out over the course of this year. 
We'll look at some more of that data that came out last week uh, when it comes to jobs. According to uh, the statistics, December payrolls rose by 216,000 in excess of people, what people had forecast. Our October and November job gains were revised downward by 71,000. Average hourly raises grew about 0.44% in December. Annual wage growth for 2023 was 4.1%, a little bit above forecast. Other data pointed to uh, slowing economic growth and easing labor markets uh, and uh, kept those ideas that the Fed may cut some of those interest rates alive and well. So with the main then, 2023 was a good year. Now, in the market ease, what happens after a good year? We always expect another good year, or do the naysayers come up and say, well, you have one good year, you got to have a bad year? Bob, as we mentioned, last year was a really, really strong year. You know, you saw the S&P up over 24%, uh, 24%, 26% if you had dividends in there. We mentioned the NASDAQ up over 43%, the Dow up over 13%, the small mid-caps ended the year up 15%. Um, you know, just, just a really good year overall. We saw bonds recover last year as interest rates ended up the year lower than they where they started the year. So it was, it was a good year for investing, but you know, I think psychology tells us that after a good year, you know, you maybe be cautious as you go to the next year. People feel, you know, hey, it can't go up forever. Yeah, these gains can't last. The good news is priced in. The easy money's been made, yada, yada, yada. You know, you hear all these, these kinds of comments out there. But, you know, for us, we continue to be investors. We continue to focus on what's important. Uh, Bob, as we always say for us, we're investing in individual companies. So it's for us, it's what these companies do. Uh, companies tend to get stronger. These large companies, uh, often even in bad times, get stronger. So and we look back historically and, and really, Bob, you know, returns tend to come in clusters. Uh, what we have seen historically is when you have a good year, a lot of times that's followed up by by another good year. In fact, uh, 70% of the time when the market's up 10%, you, you get a gain the following year. Um, so, you know, I think you, you got to just be a long-term investor and, and really think about, you know, the types of investments you're making, knowing what you own, knowing why you own it, uh, continue to execute that uh, strategy and, and tactics that, that, that every investor should have. And, and if you don't have them, you, you need to put them in place as we begin the new year. Once again, any questions or comments, give us a call at 330-673-1234 to talk to Walt Secura of the AKW Group here in Akron. So it's a new year. Many people make New Year's resolutions at this time of the calendar, but could it be time for some New Year's resolutions for your financial health? And if there is, what would you suggest people making? Bob, as we just mentioned, you know, you got to have a process. Uh, you got to have discipline. Um, you got to really sit back and have a plan. You know, it is important to have a plan. I, I think a lot of people approach investing uh, with with not a lot of planning involved, and uh, we find that those that are most successful really have a strong plan and they stay committed to it. So, again, these are things we talk about, but but discipline, common sense, uh, realistic expectations, uh, all of these things matter. Uh, you know, again, last year was one of those years where. We'll take it. I mean, it was a great year, but I don't think those are the expectations uh, that everybody should have heading into a new year. I, th- I think you got to look at the long-term uh, returns of the market and, and, again, continue to be a long-term investor in the way that you put money to work. So let's take a look at some of the trends and insights, as we do this time every uh, Sunday with Walt Zuckera. I think he's been watching over the past week that may or may not have an impact on the market or your investing. A uh, recent survey at Snapchat found that 40% of Americans uh, didn't claim to have a best friend. 
up from 25% in 1990. 88% of U.S. adults say they lost touch with a close friend, and 71% said they wanted to rekindle these old friendships. Yeah, it's interesting, Bob. You know, human connection is a big part of, of the world, and it should be for all of us. Um, you know, maybe social media has had a big impact on, on these friendships that, uh, you know, we're, we definitely see a decline in, in friendships and what people consider close friends. It takes time. You know, it takes effort uh, to build relationships and to have strong relationships. A study by the University of Kansas showed it, it generally takes 40 to 60 hours for acquaintances to be uh, you know, from casual to become a friend and over 140 to 160 hours to advance to, to closer friends. And then when you talk about a best friend, you're talking about often years and years of, of uh, friendship and relationship building. But, you know, social media has changed a lot. And, and again, this is something we worry about, especially with our younger generations. If, uh, you know, they're developing the kind of relationships that are needed. Uh, so, again, you know, trends we got to pay attention to. And, and obviously, uh, you know, when you think about the impacts of social media and some of the companies that are kind of leading the charge there, you know, what, what they're actually delivering and some positive outcomes, but some negative. We learned that the, the heir to the L'Oreal Cosmetics fortune, a woman named Francoise Betancourt de Myers, is uh, now on the Bloomberg Billionaire Index. Uh, making that mark as the year 2023 ended, proving, I guess, that there is a, a no limit to the money you can make in uh, beauty products. All right, Bob. And you, when you look at this list, you see names on there like Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos and Bill Gates, Bernard Arnault of Louis Vuitton. Uh, and you look through the names. The one thing that really hits me, Bob, is, is ownership. You know, again, to become a billionaire, uh, typically, these uh, these people all have ownership. They all have ownerships, obviously, of great companies, and they have large concentrations in these great companies. And uh, you know, something to think about when, you, even as an average investor, when you sit back, it's, it's not to look at these lists and say, "Wow, you know, billionaires, all this money." But it's how did they get there? And and really, that's you know something that we feel is very important. Ownership is the key to investing, and and, and investing in great companies is, is also something important. And also how much you let these winners run. You know, a lot of people, uh, you know, in our industry preach diversification. Often it's diversification. We spread the money out too far sometimes. Sometimes we're quick to sell great companies. And, uh, you know, our group really focuses on that and, and, you know, really looks at how wealth is built. And, you know, wealth is built uh, through through some simple um, simple but, but difficult things to implement. Also, it's an interesting to note that that makes this uh, this lady – the first woman whose fortune is now over $100 billion. That's kind of a first there, too. Absolutely. Now, looking back again, the results of the coronavirus, coronavirus pandemic, now like four years in the past, uh, it says now that, according to The Economist, it has actually turbocharged China's beach culture. As socializing outdoors became desirable to being indoors and catching the virus, and those accustomed to overseas travel also sought out destinations nearer to home. It's very interesting when you study Chinese culture and see how it replicates a lot of the uh, time and development of American culture and other cultures. Um, as a matter of fact, they have a movie called Born to Fly, which is a takeoff of Top Gun, and it portrays the hero of that movie to love surfing. And, uh, you know, so it, we, we've seen this large cultural shift towards uh, Chinese, uh, uh, you know, uh, culture, liking the beach environment. Um, and, and really, you know, we, we see that trend kind of happening over there. So, <clears throat> again, Bob, we follow a lot of these trends. Uh, 
you know, culturally, but also to see where investment opportunities might uh, present themselves as we move forward. And let's see, drought around the world has reduced traffic on the Panama Canal. They say it's now half of its normal, only 36 ships per day capacity because there's, a, I guess, not enough water to fill the canal. Yeah, lots of trade winds and climate change, you know, lower uh, water uh, levels there. Uh, ships, you know, have to wait, pay. Uh, sometimes they try to cut in line or they have to sail around the Cape Horn, uh, adding about 10 days of, of trips, uh, you know, to, 10 days to their trips. So uh, the Panama Canal is a really interesting area that obviously was a, a big corridor for trade and, and movement of products and, and goods over the years. And there's definitely some challenges happening down there. And finally, U.S. streaming subscribers are canceling subscriptions. Over the past two years, some 24% canceled at least three streaming services. I think people are taking, I guess, a stock of what they have and what they really are watching, huh? Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it was, you know, the pandemic obviously led to a lot of home, uh, you know, staying home. And uh, these streaming services really were taken off. But, you know, people are getting more selective. And uh, content rules here, you know, people go to where the content is and, if you don't have it, yeah, you're probably going to get canceled. So it'll, it's the competitiveness continues to rage there, Bob, in the streaming services. Time now for Stock Talk with Walt Sakara. You can call up now at 330-673-1234 and ask Walt about any particular stock issues that you're interested in. If you're just watching it or you own it or you'd like to know if you should sell it now or, or buy more or just kind of curious, give him a call. Get some good advice, 330-673-1234. Listening online, call us toll-free, 800 Six six nine four one hundred. Well, that's one of your favorite stocks in your own portfolios, uh, Walt. Tesla. Their deliveries jumped to uh, over four hundred eighty-four thousand in the fourth quarter of this past year, rebounding from four hundred thirty-five thousand in the third quarter and above uh, the second quarter is four hundred sixty-six thousand. Now, this is better than the views that were forecast. And for the year, Tesla deliveries grew thirty-eight percent, selling one point eight one million cars, exceeding their own one point eight million car. Target. So Tesla seems to be one of the hottest automakers uh, that we've ever seen. Yeah, they're they're growing and they're they're managing the company well. And as we said, they've become kind of a price leader, Bob. And that's created a lot of challenges for other uh, auto manufacturers that have you know developed electric vehicles. Um, and again, we we like the Tesla story. The thesis goes beyond just the electric vehicles. Uh, you know, you look at their battery, the solar. Uh, you know, play that they have. The charging stations now, you know, they've been adopted uh, by General Motors and Ford for, for their charging stations. We'll continue to see a build-out you know, across the country, which is going to help for more widespread adoption. So, again, the company recovered well in 2023, and, you know, we'll be a long-term investor here in Tesla. It's a, obviously a very controversial stock. Elon Musk is, uh, you know, either loved or hate out there, hated out there, and, uh, yeah, but we continue to like this company as we look out over the next couple of years. Now, in spite of Tesla's success, they are far from being the biggest maker of electric cars. That uh, honor belongs to a Chinese company called BYD. They sold a record 341,000 electric vehicles in December, over 3 million for the year of 2023, topping its year target of 3 million electric vehicles. It also includes plug-in hybrids. So uh, China still seems to be the leaders in getting people behind the wheels of battery-operated cars. Yeah, and I think if you look at that country and the culture and the need for electric vehicles, um, you know, it, it is a leading market, and BYD has done a great job. A uh, heck of a competitor. You know, they, they overtook Tesla there. 
and they'll continue to be a player probably in the world stage. So we'll uh, we'll see. Maybe not so much here in America, but uh, you know, in other parts of the world and in the Asian countries, uh, you know, India will be in the next battleground. Uh, you know, Tesla has announced uh, plans for you know development there, and I'm sure BYD will follow. So it'll be interesting to continue to follow the competitiveness and the, and the challenge these two companies present each other. And more car news. General Motors reported U.S. sales grew 14%. They sold 2.6 million vehicles. They were best since 2019. Fourth quarter sales rose less than 1%. Ford says U.S. sales were 1.08 million in 2023. Now that's up 7% for Ford, the best since 2020. Yeah, these these car companies had a good year. And again, we see it. Uh, Toyota reported a 15% gain in the U.S., Hyundai a 5% gain. Uh, so overall, it was a good year for auto sales, and uh, we'll continue to watch that trend as we get to 2024. Let's take some calls now for Walt Secure of the AKW Group here in Akron. You're on WNIR. Good morning. Konnichiwa. Happy New Year, everybody. <laughs> Happy New Year, Ken. How are you today? Good, good. Pretty day out there. A little snow. It's looking like Christmas again. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Hey, uh, this time of year, uh, my wife and I, uh, she's always on me for... Uh, not getting rid of losers, and uh, when do you when do you guys when you look over your portfolio? Uh, how long do you give uh, some of these? I've got Citigroup. If you pull up a chart on uh, Citigroup, you know this. Uh, I think the symbol C. Yep. A twenty-year chart. It, it, I've had Citigroup for twenty-five years. It, it could bring tears to your eyes. Um, <laughs> uh, it's straight down. Right. Down. See that chart. Can you I, I see it. I, I see it. <laughs> anyway, <clears throat> I, I, I'm a collector, and I fall in love with them, and I, I keep things forever, and it's real hard to let loose, like uh, collecting them, like a, like I made a decision, and now I made a wrong one. But I, uh, uh, but a lot, that what I found is if you wait long enough, uh, most of them, not all of them, but some of them uh, turn around. And big time turnaround. I mean, like GE, and uh, and and you know what I mean. So anyway, what, my question is: uh, When do you start uh, cutting your losses and going on to the next uh, opportunity? Yeah, Ken, it's a great question. I mean, for us, we we try to buy right. You know, we split a lot of time and energy and effort into purchasing, and when we do, we we try to give it eighteen to twenty four months. I mean, most companies when we enter, uh, you know, that gives us six you know, uh, quarters uh, to watch the financial progress, to, you know, kind of validate uh, the direction that, that there's financial power. Of course, we're always looking for attractive valuation. So for us, I think it's having a self-discipline. You know, if, if something loses its financial power uh, for a period of time, a couple quarters, or if there's kind of a, a breakdown in the story, you know, something going on that, that we don't like, uh, and then, obviously, the, the number one reason we sell and, and buy can is that we find a better idea. You know, we try to stay in our top 20 uh, to 30 ideas, depending on the portfolio, and we're always looking for a better idea. And if we find a good one, it sometimes forces one out. So I think that discipline helps us keep fresh. It helps us stay in our best ideas, and we tend to get rid of our losers a little bit quicker that way. Uh-huh. Okay, well, I'll relay all this to her, and... Uh see what kind of pressure I get to get rid of some junk. <laughs> okay, you Sounds guys have good a good week. 
speak to you later. Uh-huh. Thank you for calling, 330-673-1234, to talk with Alt Walt Secure here of the AKW Group. Uh, looking at some more things that happened last week, two Wall Street firms have downgraded Apple on concerns about their iPhone sales are rather sluggish and some other worries that could impact consumer spending. Mark Lanza cut its uh, Apple rating to underweight, and Piper Sandler lowered its rating to neutral. Now, I don't know, do you still have Apple in your portfolios? We do, Bob. And, you know, this company is a victim of its own success. You know, $383 billion of profit or, uh, revenue, uh, $97 billion of profit. If you break that down per minute, um, you know, if you looked at it for, for a year, you'd say that's about $728,000 of revenue per minute and about $184,000 of profit. The challenge you get when you get big, Bob, is how do you continue to grow at the growth rates that Wall Street wants you to? Uh, this company is, is strong. Uh, they have a tremendous amount of cash flow. Uh, they're going to be innovative. Uh, they're going to be at the top of any technology as we go forward. Um, you know, these short-term recommendations to sell to me are, are noise. I, I think Apple's a stock for us. It's core, and I, I don't think we'll, we'll ever sell Apple, Bob. It's just one of those stocks in our portfolio that will continue to ride. Uh, there's a lot of financial power here. Uh, valuation still seems okay if you look out over two to three years. Now, you're not going to get the huge returns that you got in Apple years and years ago, but you can still get a pretty good return on an Apple side. Now, Eli Lilly and Novo Nordisk also unveiled key initiatives in their battle for dominance in the weight loss drug scenario. Eli Lilly is holding a core equity portfolio position in your investments. So what do you think about these weight loss drugs? Is there a big future for that? That's yeah, fascinating. I mean, this direct-to-consumer website allows people to go on there. Um, they're offering it, their obesity medications, their migraine, their diabetes. You can go on to the Lilly Direct and there's different ways that you can you can get this medication now, Bob. You can work with a telehealth professional and you know get it prescribed and get it directly from Lilly uh, through the through the pharmacy services that they have. Um, and and the, again, they're dealing with costs and trying to you know cut out some of the costs through the system here. It's it's really a fascinating way. We we've, we've seen growth of of some of these. Um, you know, telehealth providers. Uh, you know, there's Tim's out there and. Uh, I think Roman, where, you know, some of the uh, erectile dysfunction medications and uh, uh, these types of things you can get direct without seeing your, your typical doctor. So it's interesting. This is this will be a very fascinating uh, uh, delivery mechanism to watch to see how this uh, impacts Lily's bottom line. Again, we continue to like Lily. Uh, you know, the obesity medications are strong, and we also like the Alzheimer's medication that uh, – uh, they, they are close to having out there on the market as well. So we'll continue to be an investor here. Let's take another call now for Walt Secura, 330-673-1234. You're on the air. Hey, Walt. Uh, I met you before at one of your programs. It was a good program. But um, what, what, I, what I'm interested in, I've been uh, dumping money in the First Energy Corp uh, based out of Akron. Mm-hmm. Which, it's overrated. Would you still put money into them or would you hold off? Well, you know, First Energy, again, utilities had a nice move last week, and I think utilities have been an industry where people have, uh, you know, kind of forgotten. And, and again, there's there's some opportunity here. Um, you know, the dividend's still strong at 4.3%. Uh, earnings is key, you know, revenue and earnings. And, again, I, I think this last quarter, you know, you were flat on, on revenue. Uh, earnings were up about 11%. So it's how the company manages that bottom line, top to bottom line. So, 
Uh, you know, as long as the dividend stays safe, I mean, utilities are always a pretty decent place to look. Um, we're, we're not buying it, but again, we, we have been looking a little bit harder at utilities um, and, and seeing if there's some opportunities there for, for 2024 and beyond. So I, I think yeah. you're not in a bad place. We're, we're just we're just not in the stock currently. It's overvalued. Is that because the P.E. ratio is like at 40? Um, yeah, I mean, I think if you look at forward P.E., I mean, again, the expectation this year is, uh, what, two, 254 analysts uh, or two, 265 from analysts. So they'd be trading more about the 15 times earnings rate going forward. Um, uh, so that seems more reasonable for a utility company. But, again, when you have those tough earnings years, that kind of shifts the you know, your PE a little bit higher, but it looks, looks reasonable as we go forward. Any uh, suggestions on dividend stocks that you would, uh, you know, throw throw a couple of dollars at? Um, yeah, absolutely. I mean, we, we love dividend-paying stocks, um, you know, growers as well as uh, mm-hmm. those higher dividend payers. Uh, you know, for us, we have quite a few in our core equity portfolio. We'd be happy to talk to those about you. As a matter of fact, later I was going to mention, Barrett has a um, – uh, there are opportunities list out now, um, so if you if you want to get that list, Kevin in our office can send that list out to you. Um, some pretty good names on that opportunities list as well as far as dividend payers. Okay, thank you. Thanks for the uh, uh, the, the uh, chit chat. All right, thanks for the call. I appreciate it. Okay, sir. Okay, bye. And if you'd like to get a copy, too, of that opportunities list or talk to the experts there at, at the AKW Group, like we're talking to Walt right now, you can call them anytime in Akron at two three four. Four six six seven four seven six two three four four six six seven four seven six and uh, talk with them and uh, chat about stocks and the like. Uh, you can, I can do anything on the program. You can do it in private too. Two three four four six six seven four seven six. Well, Walt, as the new year begins, we're going to start seeing those uh, last quarter uh, financial reports coming in from December, November, October of this last year. Always, as always, the uh, the banks kick it off. Bank of New York, Mellon, J.P. Morgan, Wells Fargo. Citigroup, BlackRock, Bank of America, they'll all start reporting, and some airlines will start checking in, too, and some of the healthcare companies. Now, these reports come up, obviously, every quarter. Uh, why are these reports important, and uh, what kind of time does your team take to listen to and analyze these financial reports? Bob, they're super important because, again, this is, you know, as Ken was asking earlier, these are the checkpoints for us, kind of like the report card each quarter that uh, – if you had kids, they used to get report cards are important, and and I think that's what these uh, companies do. They report their revenues, their profits, their you know how they did the last three months and compared to the year prior, and they they make some forward statements. And uh, we spend a lot of time listening to these, diving in, reading the research that comes out around these reports. Um, it, it's critical for us. I mean, these are the building blocks. I think to, to good processes and good investing. Um, so we spend a lot of time. Um, you know, we have about 100 companies that we follow very closely. Again, we, we said, Bob, we have a large screening mechanism. There's 23,000 companies that we sort and screen through, and we try to find the best of the best. And uh, there's about 100 that we look uh, over and over. Some of those I've followed for 20, you know, 30 years. Uh, we're always looking for better ideas to get on that 100 list. It's, it's kind of our trout farm. We, we used to tell that story out. You know, you, you stock the pond, and when you go to fish, you're, you're fishing for uh, something that, that, you know, you want to hook. And uh, so, again, we're, we're excited about, you know, looking at these each quarter, and it's a big part of the discipline that, that we do consistently over and over. Now, of course, we also talk a lot about investing, but your team at AKW does a lot more than just uh, talking about stocks and stock buying. You do a, an offer complete 
wealth advising experiences. We do, Bob. I mean, anything you need out there, you know, financial planning, retirement planning, estate planning. Uh, we have a lot of older clients. We deal with a lot, a lot of elder care issues. So we got a great team and we got a great company. You know, Baird has uh, got a lot of resources behind them and a lot of intellectual capital that we can tap into. So again, we, uh, we love what we do, have a great passion for what we do, and we have a lot of great uh, resources to, to reach into and make sure we bring the best advice forward. And again, a reminder, you can hear podcasts of this very program on the website, akwgroup.barrettwealth.com. They uh, link them all the way back to the uh, earlier days of the show, but if you missed like today's show or want to hear more of it, just go to that website and uh, click on the Hear the Difference section to contact these, uh, these podcasts of uh, our show here, Invest Wisely. Well, another week coming up, the brand new year, and uh, what do we expect, Walt? Bob, we're going to look at some data coming in this week. As I said, we got all these earnings reports coming in, and uh, most importantly, let's uh, get ready for the Browns playoffs, right? Uh, that, that'll be fun, hopefully, for the next couple of weeks. Absolutely. Again, the AKW Group in Akron, 234-466-7476, 234-466-7476. Tell them you heard them on WNIR, Kent Akron. Walt Secure, have yourself a great week. Talk to you next Sunday. You too, Bob. During today's broadcast, the following individual stocks were mentioned and discussed. Amazon.com, symbol AMZN. Apple Inc., symbol AAPL. Bank of America, symbol BAC. Bank of New York Mellon, symbol BK. BlackRock Inc., symbol BLK. BYD Company LTD, symbol BYDDF. Citigroup Inc., symbol C. First Energy Corp., symbol FE. Ford Motor Company, symbol F. Alphabet Inc., symbol GOOGL. General Motors, symbol GM. Hims and Hers Health Inc., symbol HIMS. Hyundai Motor Company, symbol HYMTF. J.P. Morgan Chase & Company, symbol J.P.M. Eli Lilly & Company, symbol L.L.Y. L'Oreal Mentioned, which was owned by Nestle, symbol N.Y.R.G.Y. Norvo Nordis, symbol N.V.O. Snap Inc., symbol S.N.A.P. Tesla Inc., symbol T.S.L.A. Toyota Motor Corporation, symbol T.M. And Wells Fargo & Company, symbol W.F.C. Please note that Robert W. Barrett and Company Incorporated makes a market in all the securities of these companies mentioned during today's broadcast.